Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Bethel, maybe a month ago. I was in Bethel and um, Jean Mute was sharing. And she shared a couple times. Um, and she sang songs, and I was just like, and I, I texted um, uh, Pastor Christie while I was there, and I heard her. I was like, oh, Pastor Christie, what do you think about inviting Jean to come preach for us? And, you know, Chris, Christie was said, well, that's a great idea. And so I, uh, so then I asked uh, Jean if she'd be willing to do that. Um, Jean is a wonderful, faithful follower of God. Um, a mother. Uh, she served faithfully with her husband for many, many years in many, many places. Um, um, her husband was a covenant pastor. And I asked her, and she said, well, I don't do that. <laughs> and, and I was like, well, just pray. I just think you might have something to share with us. And so, uh, and I said, I'll call you in a couple weeks. And she called me. She's like, all right, I think I can do it. And, uh, and so we're grateful. Um, this is something that uh, is a little bit out of her comfort zone, but um, I just we're just trusting that she has a word for us, and um, and it is just by coincidence that's Mother's Day. That was not planned because I'm not that coordinated. <laughs> so just so you guys know, this is not like a special Mother's Day thing. This is just because she has something to share, and uh, and we're just responding to that. So if you'll please welcome Jean Ute to come on up. And I'm gonna. You need this. Okay. I wasn't. You know, singing is my forte. That's how I present God's word. But. To be able to uh, present God's word, um, it makes me nervous, and because I know that uh, God's word is um, holy and should be given with dedication, and uh, in our language, uh, the title of my um, presentation will be "The Fear of the Lord." And I got it from Proverbs uh, 31. Do I have to hold this? <laughs> Proverbs 31, 30. Charm is deceitful, beauty, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word, um, and I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Um, I looked at several Bibles when I was uh, studying this. Um, I had 
at least a couple of weeks to three weeks to uh, um, study. And uh, the one that I liked best was from the Tana, um, said that a woman um, who fears the Lord, she is to be praised. Um, and they all, NASB says, shall be praised. Um, and I think another version says, uh, she is to be praised. Um, when I think about the fear of the Lord, uh, and I looked in Strong's, um, they defined it as reverent, but it also includes being afraid and fearful. And um, in other texts, like in Joshua, when they had to build a memorial, in the um, and the other tribes got upset because they were building an altar, and uh, that tribe said, "We're concerned. We want our children to know the fear of the Lord. So we're concerned for their uh, um, that we can tell them." So. This fear also uh, includes uh, concern for the things of the Lord. In my language, Yupik language, uh, there's two words um, that can be uh, used for this fear. Tichikiyak means to highly respect, and it includes, uh, um, I was talking with my Yupik mentor, and it includes uh, spiritual things uh, to be um, held high and above and pure. Tichtikluku is the way to Tichtikluku um, Agayun, to hold him in high honor and high respect. The other one is Takakluku. Uh, in our language, uh, Dakak means to um, hold someone in reverence. Uh, and the way we use it is uh, uncles. Uh, our uncles are to be, uh, and our parents too, but our uncles mostly are to be respected. And you don't ever meet them eye to eye, which is very different from Western culture, because Western culture tells us keep eye contact. But in my culture, when we takak someone and want to give them honor, we don't, uh, we give them a, like a fleeting glance and that's it. So takakyuku um, means to uh, honor, and this is the word that they use for honoring your parents, takakyuk. It means to, um, to honor and respect. So in order, to, in order to honor and respect the Lord, we need to know about the Lord. We need to know who he is, what he's done, his character, his attributes. If you ever get a chance to um, be part of a Bible study that uh, learns about the names of the Lord, I encourage you to do that. It'll raise your awareness. It'll raise your uh, honor and respect for the Lord, about the things of the Lord. And it is our understanding of Him that affects our relationship with Him. So I 
If you ever have a chance to do that, have a study about the names of the Lord, I encourage you to do that. Um, when I was talking to Chris, he told me that you guys are going to uh, study about Ruth and um, in my in my book of uh, in my Bible under Proverbs 31 the whole list that the whole thing that talks about women and uh, is exhaustive and makes me tired just listening to it <laughs> or reading it but um, in the book of Ruth uh, Our, our fear of the Lord and our reverence for the Lord begins with commitment and devotion to the Lord. And Ruth is a good um, example of this. And although even though she said it to her mother, mother-in-law, I think it's good for us to um, read it. I can find it. I marked all these so I wouldn't get lost, but... Ruth chapter 1 verses 16 to 18 but Ruth said do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you for where you go I will go and where you lodge I will lodge your people shall be my people and your God my God where you die I will die and there will I be buried thus may the Lord do so to me and worse if anything but death parts you and me when she, Naomi, when she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. And I, as I give my presentation, I'm going to give lots of scripture references because I really believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is able to um, drive whatever you need to learn. He can drive it into your heart just through scripture and reading. That's why I believe that you should read your um, scripture daily and uh, consistently. So Ruth had reverence and great respect um, for Naomi, um, who Naomi made an impact on Ruth's life just from observation. Um, and it was because of that that made her say, I want to be where you go. I want to stay where you are. Your God will be my God. Um, when I was praying for a mate, I prayed that the Lord would give me a, a person who respected God. And it was one statement that caught my eye when Wesley said, you know, we have to honor God and know that he's watching us. And I said, this guy's a keeper. <laughs> because that was my heart's desire. I knew that if he honored the Lord that he would um, honor our relationship as well. So this reverence um, does begin with devotion and commitment. Um, and a couple verses in the uh, first one is um, Second Chronicles 16, 9. The Lord is looking for those as you seek to honor and commit your life to him. The Lord is the, um, the eyes of the Lord are watching to see who wants to be committed and who wants to be devoted to him. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth 
that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And the second verse is in Psalms. Psalm 53, 2. God has looked down from heaven upon the sons of men to see if there is anyone who understands, who seeks after God. So the Lord is looking for people who want to be committed to him, who want to be devoted to him. This devotion brings submission. In Ruth, as you learn about Ruth, you'll find, um, you will learn ways that she had to commit to Naomi according to her culture and her time. There were specific things she had to do in order to um, be submissive to her mother-in-law for her own good. And she was careful to obey. And so I think that submission is uh, one, that, one that all of us need to learn. Ephesians 5, um, is a one that um, a scripture that really talks about being being in submission. <clears throat> the word submit um, in Strong's means to put yourself under someone or something. So it's a it's a um, willful submission. You put it's not because you have to do it. It's you put yourself under someone else. And when we submit to the Lord, that's what happens. We want to do the things of the Lord. We want to please him. And so we put ourselves under him. When you get married as a woman, um, this is your place. You have to learn to place yourself under your husband and be submissive to him. Um, my own journey with this was, uh, for 10 years, I was trying to make changes in our marriage um, until I realized that I had to learn to submit to my husband. And I struggled with this uh, because I'm the oldest of 10 children. I know how to be bossy. Um, and, so, and my husband is the oldest of 10, so we were like this. <laughs> but the Lord saw to it that uh, we learned to live with each other and he worked on my life, my heart, my attitude in order to make it better. So I had to learn to submit to the Lord first and then to my husband. Let's look at Ephesians 5 verse 21 is the first one. And I'll be sharing three verses from Ephesians 5. And be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. So submission begins under Christ, being honoring and respecting Christ himself. As we learn to place our trust in Christ, then we can place ourselves under him. Um, and it makes it easier when it says in verse 22, wives be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. As I was struggling with the submission, um, I thought I was the only one. 
until I read in Genesis that it was one of the curses that God put on women when he said, and your desire shall be for your husband, but he shall rule over you. So I understood that to mean all women. So each of us have a um, onus to submit ourselves to our God first, to Christ, to our Lord. And then, then if we're married, to our husbands as well. <clears throat> and then in verse 33, um, Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. The word respects here is used like to adapt yourself to your husband and to honor and because um, all husbands aren't same, all wives aren't same. So you need to look for a way to show this honor and respect to your own husband that can be different from somebody else. You don't copy each other. The Lord has given you different characteristics and different ways to bring that honor to him. And um, from this verse in 33, a woman's greatest need is love. That's why God said, the word, God's word says, each individual among you is also to love his own wife as himself. When you love yourself, you take care of your body, you take care of yourself. That's the same way that you should um, love your wife. I was um, encouraging one of my fellow pastor and his wife um, in this way that he should show more love to his wife. And he said, but I don't want to spoil her. And I thought to my, and I said to him, man, you don't know. Because I think when you don't love your wife as she should be loved, you shortchange yourself. Because the God's word said, you love your wife as you love yourself. And then a man's greatest need is respect. Because the next phrase says, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. It's not an option. It's a command. Our submission to the Lord is an act of worship to the Lord and to our husbands. It's an, it is an act of worship. It honors him when we submit to him. Titus 2, 1 to 6 is a, a long, kind of a long thing, but I want to read it. Um, Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in their behavior, not malicious gossips or enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, and to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God may not be dishonored. 
So when we want to do our own thing, we dishonor the Lord by not following what our husbands want us to do or the, what we have agreed to place ourselves under our husbands. So as a wife, in order for God's word to be honored, we need to be able to do that in our lives. And we teach that to our children because our children are always watching us. They don't say, but they're watching. The other one is um, the First uh, Peter three, one two four. So we submit because we want to bring honor to God's word, and then this is the other one, the reason why. In the same way, you wives. Be submissive to your own husbands, so that if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives, as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. Your adornment must not merely be external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. So as we are being following and obeying, it is precious in the sight of God. And as you are submissive and subject to each other, it is precious in the sight of God. So it is an act of worship to the Lord and to our husbands. It is not based on circumstance, nor is it our reward system. I'll obey this time, but next time I won't. You did this, so I won't obey you. It's not that you obey you submit, you follow, regardless. And the Lord will know that. The Lord knows that. Sometimes sometimes you may um, be insulted or feel not accepted for your own person because of what is expected of you. But God sees your heart. God knows your motive, and God loves you. And because of that, you can feel affirmed that if you follow what God's word says, that he will give what is missing in your life. He will give it to you. Commit your way to the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I learned over time that um, because I was precious in God's eyes and because I knew that he loved me and because I knew that he knew the motive of my heart and the attitude of it, that it was okay regardless of what someone else said, um, that God knew and I was happy with that and I was able to, um, with joy, be able to submit. 
So that sometimes is a struggle, but I, that's how I um, learned it and that's how I learned to practice it. Submission is mirrored in how I treat my husband in front of our children. It is also about um, submission is my, under my mom's instruction. Um, she taught me the way to uh, teach respect to my children was to respect my husband's discipline, whether I agreed with him or not. But that um, if I openly um, disagreed with him in front of the children that they would learn disrespect from me because I was not respecting my husband. And that if I had any issue not to discuss it in front of them, but to wait until he was not angry, he was not hungry, and he was in a good mood, and I could speak comfortably and um, without uh, attitude in my words, that he would hear me in those times when I was able to speak calmly. So, um, she taught me, because of that, um, I, I learned to wait, even if I strongly disagreed with what's, what's happening or how they were being disciplined. Um, I learned to wait and um, because I didn't, I didn't want what she said, if I openly disagreed with him in front of them, I would be teaching them to disrespect authority and my husband. And I didn't want that. So I learned to hold my tongue. I learned to wait and I learned to um, express at a later time, not at right that time, at a later time I learned to express my, my feeling and my attitude. <clears throat> So um, submission, I was able to support as much as I was able. As in all things, obedience brings reward and the fear of the Lord does have rewards. And there's most of these are in Proverbs. So I'm going to be reading um, the ones in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter one, and this is for um, the fear of the Lord has no age limit, it has no gender, and it has no race. All of us are uh, encouraged to have the fear of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 2, 5 to 12, this is a long um, one, but um, let's see what it says. Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice. And he preserves the way of the godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity 
and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you and understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil. From man, from the man who speaks perverse things. Proverbs 14, 26, 27. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and his children will have refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may avoid the snares of death. And lastly, Hebrews 13, 7. Sorry. <clears throat> this is one that really spoke to my heart and kept me uh, faithful to my commitment to be submissive. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable for you. And to know that uh, my husband would have to give account for his life and how I submitted to him. I wanted that to be a joy for him and not a, um, a way of grief. So as we think about the fear of the Lord, um, uh, when I was speaking to my um, mentor, like I said, my Yupik mentor, the word kichik means to, is more a spiritual thing. So you you, it's God word and His word His word and God Himself, and the word takakshuku has to do with uh, on earth things, our parents, each other, takakshuku, but it has the same. Uh, encouragement to be um, respectful to each other. So um, for the end of my um, presentation, I asked if I could sing a song. But before I do that, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and how it speaks beyond what we can even imagine and how it drives the words of your word, drives into our hearts in areas where we need change, able to divide, divide the marrow and the bone, able to divide soul and spirit. And I thank you that uh, we don't walk this journey alone, that your spirit is with us to teach us so that we can um, honor your word and be pleasing in your sight as we learn to respect, 
respect, live in fear and respect of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, that it is a joy to be able to submit to you. In your precious name, amen. And I usually stand to sing, so I'm going to stand. I don't know if they uh, copied the words from, you got the words? Okay. I want you to join me in the chorus when I sing, okay? <clears throat> Down from his glory, ever living story, my God and Savior came. And Jesus was his name. Born in a manger to his own a stranger. A man of sorrows, tears, and agony. Oh, how I love him. How I adore him, my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. What condescension bringing us redemption that in the dead of night not one faint hope inside God gracious tender laid aside his splendor stooping to to win to save my soul oh how I love him how I adore him, my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became my savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in him. Without reluctance, flesh and blood his substance, he took the form of man reveal the hidden plan oh glorious mystery 
sacrifice of Calvary. And now I know thou art the great I am. Oh, how I love him, how I adore him, my breath, my sunshine, my all in all, the great creator became my Savior and all God's fullness dwelleth in Him. Thank you. Um, so I, I just want to thank Jean for sharing with us. You know, that's a wisdom from a lifetime given to us. And uh, I have to say, there, there are a couple of times, you know, my, my hackles kind of raised a little bit. You know, submission is hard, you know, to hear about submission. It's hard. Um, nobody likes to look good, especially once you start putting faces to it. You know, it's good in an abstract concept, but like, you know, you kind of like start thinking about, I'm going to submit to this person. I'm going to submit to that person. But we serve a God who submitted himself, right? Who submitted himself to the point of the cross to save all of us. That's what our life is about. That's what this faith is about. It's about learning how to submit, learning how to give ourselves up. And so I just thank you again, Jean, for sharing that hard wisdom with us. I, I want to pray for her and uh, her continued ministry and uh, for her grace to be able to share with us today. Holy Father, I thank you for Jean, Lord. I thank you for her life and her life that continues to serve you. Um, I just pray that you continue to bless her, and to honor her, Lord. Um, and may she continue to, to reap the rewards of a life that is submitted to you. Lord, be with her. And uh, Lord, I pray um, that she's able to see the goodness of the fruits that have been grown out of her submission. Lord, as she, uh, as, she, as she lives and she sees the result of her ministry, God, she sees the result of her husband's ministry, how they sacrificed through the years, Lord, and how they submitted to you. In Christ's name, amen.